Hi, I am Hope Adams. And I'm Jay Valentine. We both have anxiety and panic attacks, but the purpose of this show is we're going to laugh about it because we're funny about it. Living with anxiety and panic attacks, it's a hard thing to have, but we like to find the humor in it. Hey, and welcome back. I am Hope Adams. And I am Jay Valentine. And we are Panic <laughs> the Punchline. And on today's episode, um, we want to be more like informative on this one. Um and essentially, we want to talk about maybe some like tips and tricks that you can do um, to help like calm your anxiety, ease your anxiety, things like that. Um, if you're not medicated or if you don't want to take medicine, I know that personally, like I don't like having to take medicine, but I also know that there are just severe times in which I have to take it. Um, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's it's there for a purpose. Um but I do know there was a lot of people that like just don't want to medicate and that that is also fine as well. So um, I know Dre was um, diagnosed a lot earlier than I was. Um, right. She was like teenager, young teenager. Yeah, about 14. Yeah. So she um, I mean, she's had it a little bit longer in her life. I wasn't diagnosed until uh, probably my mid 20s. Um, but looking back, I always knew that I probably did have some form of it. I just didn't realize it until I was um, older and it got really extreme. So, um, because Dre was diagnosed a lot earlier, um, you just weren't medicated at that time. Yeah. They, because the, the, um, medication for anxiety obviously is like Xanax, Klonopin, like stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> they, um, they're benzos. Yep. They're highly addictive, um, can ruin your organs and stuff like that, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, they don't want to give them to you as, as a kid. Right. So they try <clears throat> they they give you like little techniques um, to try to uh, switch your brain. I looked this up so that I wasn't wrong. Um, I did because I Google everything. <laughs> per our last episode, we Google. We, we Google. Um, oh, I didn't even say that. No, 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 no go ahead. She's fine. Um, so the right side of your brain is when you're having a panic attack. You're thinking with the right side. It's a spontaneous creative, imaginative side of your brain, which is not reality, (laughs) right? Right. And then your left side is your um, logical, rational, and calculating. Mm -hmm. Okay. So whenever you go into a frenzy, you're thinking with your left. So you, the idea is to switch over to your left, the left side of your brain. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of times whenever um, I would start to panic as a kid, I had to do uh, puzzles, like actual puzzles, actual like okay. like board like board puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was constantly one on our table growing up because I would okay. just go and sit and and do it. Puzzles, crosswords are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I I showed you one the other day or that um, I do on my phone. I have them that on little my ball phone one, now. It's yeah, like a ball game. Yeah, I absolutely play um, that all the time. And it's not like it's not a game that's fun. I mean, I'm sure you could play a game that's fun. It's strategic. But it's a strategic because you have to match mm-hmm. things up. Okay. So that switches your brain over. Once your brain is switched over, you don't even realize it, but you are automatically calming down because mm-hmm. you're not, your brain isn't like going a hundred miles an hour. Yep. Um, so those are, those are things. So anything that requires you to think math mm-hmm. is great for it. I hate math. I do yeah. too. And that's my job. So <laughs> and it's her anything. job to do that. But it's a I good job letters. for me to have <laughs> yeah. because, you know, I, I can stay, like, focused and not, like, freak out all the time at work. Yeah. Um, anyway, so those are anything that, like, 
you can do like, I mean, you could even do like cross stitch, knitting, you know, things like that. Yeah. Anyways, so something like that. Um, other things that I did. So whenever, as I got older, um, I would freak out. Like I had to do things um, multiple times in order for my anxiety to go away about them, whether it was wash my hands. That was a huge one. I would wash my hands. And then I'd walk away from the sink and I'd legitimately go back to the so sink. So kind of like an OCD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anxiety turns into that. Yeah. Th- yes. Because it's you a- cannot get it out of your brain, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'd wash my hands or like say I touched chicken. Oh my God. I mean, I mean, I literally would like surgically clean myself. Yes. She would. Um, multiple times. Yeah. Um, but everything, shutting the door, turning the lights off, turning the oven off, turning all those things. Like I would leave the house and be I go home and check them. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that, cause you cannot be medicated all day long. No, you can't. I mean, you can, but shouldn't be, you shouldn't be, yeah, you know, it's, it's really good. bad for you. Yeah. Um, but so and one thing is <laughs> that I had to do was I would wash my hands and I would have to count to 10, stand mm-hmm. there and count to 10 and, and then walk away. Mm-hmm. Now, how many times do you think I went back? A thousand. Okay. <laughs> but I got to the point where, like, I would do it, and, I, you know, eventually I yeah. stopped. Um, so counting. Counting is a great. Yeah. I, um, I've started counting backwards. Ooh. I yeah. So, and I would that. do, I would, it just depends on how, like, amped I was. I would start at 10, or I would do five. Usually it's five, and it's like a switch. And I'm like, five, four, three, two, one. All right, go and do what you need to do or whatever. Um, and that has helped me mm-hmm. on that one um, but yeah, it's like it's a, a reset you have to reset. reset yeah i mean i know a lot of people do count or they'll find things to count or look at or notice this go look at this all those well those isn't there like are, a thing and it's like it's grounding basically yeah grounding where it's like mm-hmm. one thing you can touch yes. one thing you can taste i've i've never been one to 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 try that mm-hmm. i probably should have i mean i've tried so many things right um i never tried that but definitely counting is a good thing but it can also turn into something bad because I could tell you how many steps it takes me to get from my front door yeah. to my car, mm-hmm. like stuff like that, because it's such a habit. Mm-hmm. And then, so then now that's another habit that you're making, you know? So like that, that's kind of bad if you do that, but the counting on like wash your hands, count to 10, walk away and don't go back. Yeah. I mean, I literally would have to tell myself, don't go back five yeah. times. Donna does this thing where, um, like if we're in a crowded space or something and like, I can just feel the anxiety come on. She'll make me, she'll say like, count by fours. And like, mm. while we're walking and I'll be like, four, eight, see. Yeah, 12, I told you math. And she'll, she'll, and then she'll switch a number. She's like, by sevens. And I'm like, oh hell, seven, 14, <laughs> 20. And then she'll go back, you know, and she'll like, why I'm walking. And so it makes you stop and you don't think about it. Um, and, she just out of the blue started doing that and that really does help like when we have to walk from like one place to another and if I'm just just not having in that day because you're not always going to be perfect like and I've said Mm -hmm. this before like there's not a cure for anxiety um you know you're always going to have it but there are ways to manage it and to make it better and not so much a part of your life um but that is one of the things that she does with counting she's like you know by fours by fives and I'll start doing it and then like she'll throw like a by 11s and I'm like I'm done I I do letters like tell me to spell something okay um but it does work yeah so those are really good techniques as well but yeah you definitely just have to do something that's not um creative Right. And that's, that's it. That is the key. It's like more logical, more things that like makes your brain work. 
I guess. And I'm, we're not saying like, you know, being creative is not work. It's, it's not like creative is yeah. being awesome. Cause like I'm, I'm a more creative person than yeah, me too. We both are creative people, but so. it's not, um, but in that's that the, in that moment, in that moment, yeah, that is not what you need. I mean, that no, is because that's need. a part of you that's waking out. And so we have to switch it over and do something else that doesn't do that. Yeah. I wonder if it is like people that are more left or more right brained individuals mm-hmm. that have anxiety i mean obviously this would be something like you would know or yeah would study um because logical people probably wouldn't panic i feel because like, um they're logical i mean i've done several i've done some researches and looked at that and i would say um but but i'm also very much so um like my niche of like clientele that i want to work with are creative people you know mm-hmm. so like people that are performers people that are athletes and whatnot so um with that aspect, I would say yes, as opposed to people that are like mathematicians or engineers or something like that, because they're constantly having to work that way. Um, I don't know if that's zero. factual. I can look that up and I'll come back to you next time. Yeah, with this, but that's I interesting, do... though, because Scott has zero anxiety. Yeah. And he is the most logical person yeah. on earth. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, in my opinion, and I can be wrong because, again, I can research it and look. But I I would say that pe- definitely people that are more of creative nature. um, probably suffer a little bit more than people that are more of on the logical, you know, strategic kind of thing. I would think so, but I could be wrong, but I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna say I yes. bet flighty people are more anxious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. He says that all the time. He's like, he's like, get your flight out of your system. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, well, I'm a flighter a thousand I percent. Like I don't. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the, also a thing that there's different types of like, what kind of anxiety person are you? Um, Cause there's a fighter, there's a flighter, there's people that freeze Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another one I forget. Fawning. Yeah. But I don't really know what that means. Yeah. But I know that it's. <laughs> <laughs> there's people that, um, I mean, I'm definitely not a fighter. I do know people with anxiety that are fighters. Um, and it's, you know, it's not gonna say it's a scary moment, but it's also like, because like, you know, that person and that's not who they really are. But when you're in a panic or, you know, a different part of you comes out. Um, and so definitely. people that are fighters, they'll sit there and fight with it and fight with it and whatever it is. Um, you know, and they're agitated or they're aggressive or something like that. Um, we are both flighters. So like our, our main coping mechanism is just to leave the situation where we are. And that doesn't mean leave it entirely. It's like, just like we need to move locations. Like if we're inside, let's go outside or let's go to a different room or to a bathroom. Um, and there are people that just freeze and can't do anything. Um, and I've known people like that too. And that's horrifying for me to see someone that like literally just can't do anything. Oh. I've had one one panic attack in my life where my hands mm-hmm. wouldn't open, like I was wow. that far into it, and I, and I and I've never been that way. Mine's more like I sweat, but I'm freezing. Yeah, like I have get that. that. Like, and your your body tingles, my stomach hurts. Mine does that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, mine is I get really dizzy. And like, um, and it's also like where you lose kind of touch of reality sort of, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people that they don't talk about that cause they think that they're crazy. Um, but it's a real thing and I forget what it is. It's, it's, there's a technical term for it, but it's like you're here, but you're not here. You know what I mean? And I get it. Unfortunately, a lot of times I get it when I'm driving and it's yes. weird because, okay, so you get it too. So it's like, you're driving and then you're like, am I really driving? Like, where am I? Am I really here? And it's just like a weird sense of reality. Um, and then I've actually looked at, read a lot of stuff about that, and a lot of people have it, but a lot of people don't talk about it because they don't want people to think they're, like, insane, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it does happen. Like, and I can just be walking down a hallway, and I'm like, whoa, like, what am I, am I really here? Am I dreaming this? And that's a big thing. It's like, am I sleeping right now? Am I dreaming <laughs> this? 
Because those are usually the thoughts. Now, I haven't had that in a really long time, but definitely when my panic was really intense, um, I would have that all the time. And that freaks you out even more because you're like, what, what is happening? Right. Like, and I literally like would say, am I asleep right now? Am I dreaming <laughs> that I'm doing this? And like, no, you're freaking here. Pay attention. Like, you know, so it's, it is frightening. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's lots of um, symptoms that come with it. Um, but yeah, the thing, the thing with medications, like I, I've already gone with it. Like it is very, most of those that calm you down instantly are addictive. Like the benzos mm-hmm. are. Um, I've been very open, like with all of my therapists and stuff that like, I don't want to have to take anything like that, but I know that I have to sometimes because it is the humane thing to do. Um, but I've tapered back like ridiculously. Like I don't even yeah. like, I don't really take a lot anymore. And if you do, that's totally fine. Believe me. Cause we have been there. Like we have taken, we've had to really be medicated before. When you have to like, I think a lot is your, is your lifestyle mm-hmm. and like accepting what you have. And like, like I was, telling hope earlier that she needs to talk about how she would like set herself up for success Mm -hmm. you know like in certain situations like you have to learn that and then you don't have to be medicated because you you make your life very you know easy and comfortable right and that comes with like routine and things like that um routines are great they are but like but then i guess when we you have an interruption of your routine or you change, like I was talking about um, how my life is like severely shifted. Um, you have to find ways to cope with that. Um, and obviously I'm trying to do that without medication. So some things that I'm doing, um, and I know everybody's like, oh, this is like what everyone says, but I am making sure that like I'm putting my health first. Um, and I know like in the midst of like my really dark times, like I was not, like I yeah. just ate whatever I wanted. Um, I didn't exercise. I didn't do anything like for personal growth, which is a huge thing. And we're very creative people. And so I wasn't doing anything creative. I was just like, this is my life and it sucks. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because I can't go anywhere. Like I'm frightened all the time. Um, So what I've learned to do is, um, you know, I take care of myself now, which is great. Like I have a really good coach that kind of helps me with that too on the nutrition um, and the workout side of it. But just like getting up and being active and it, doesn't mean like go run a marathon like if you would just go and like walk in the morning that's a huge one now I know it's like 119 here in Texas and that's hard to do um but I found that like just getting up and like doing like a 20 minute walk and it doesn't have to be fast or something like anything like that um but like you're like letting the sunshine hit um it it automatically like drops your stress level like for the whole day um so that that has helped um making sure that I'm eating just like the foods that are going to serve me. That's a, that's a big thing too. Like I don't really eat and you can eat what you want, but I'm just telling you what I do. Um, I eat really mostly like whole foods and stuff like that. Now I have my Starbucks like every day. (laughs) We ain't, we're not going to veer from that. Um, but I ate like whole foods and good foods. Um, I try to find ways to, um, I love to read. Um, unfortunately, like I, again, I'm in grad school, so I read a lot of that stuff. Um, which is not, fun at all but I do try to find things that'll either educate me or inter- entertain me a few times a day um and then I do have you tried meditating oh I don't even know how to meditate I feel okay, like well, I would really rabbit good, oh, okay meditating is like huge um I have there I've had times where I, I get really into it and like I like get deep into the meditation and I feel great when I get up and get out of it um, and there are other times where it's kind of a battle because your mind just keeps racing and racing and racing. But um, one of the things that's helped me, and this obviously is not sponsored, but I use the Calm app um, and I use that. And they 
back in COVID, they gave it like you could have like a lifetime membership when you were a teacher. So I have that. But it like has all different kinds of things. And like it's for stress or anxiety or sleep or like um, work performance or, you know, they'll have stories or things like that. Um, They have like meditative music. Um, So I just find a way they have a whole like software or program of just like daily calms that are like 10 minutes and they'll take you through things like that. So um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I can't meditate. Anyone can meditate. Like you can just like sit in silence for like a minute. And if you can try to get your brain to stop just how <laughs> as I hit my nose on my mic, um, if you can get your brain to just calm for like one minute, that's meditating. You know what I mean? So those are like, I don't know. Those are kind of my tips of of like what I do now for me and I maybe that'll help some other people too but I've just found honestly getting outside in nature and I know it's it's hard in hell's handbasket right now here in Texas um to do that but definitely when the weather is going to get better like in the mornings is great if not evenings I've I've found that like when the sun starts setting that's my favorite time of day right now yeah Um, we take Nico on like a long walk at 8 30 and but don't you feel better afterwards though like I like we actually look forward to doing it it's weird but he I'm telling y'all, like walking, um, like it just does something to your body when you're not like saying, oh, I have to walk fast and do cardio. If you're just walking for leisure and just getting out and just like getting steps, um, it is such a huge, huge stress reliever. Um, Because I I know as an athlete, I was like, oh, no, if I'm going to go out there, I'm going to run my four miles and like do this and this and this. And um, my body has said no (laughs) these days. Mm -hmm. But walking like I only run on Sundays now when I play soccer. Um, But yeah, so I think like meditating is huge. Right. Um, just feeding your body really good fuel. And like, I kind of go like with the 80, 20 principle, like 80, just like most of the time, really good food than 20, just whatever. Cause you know, like she loves Dr. Pepper. She, she loves Dr. Pepper. I like Reese cups. So I know. I feel like if you take every single one of your vices away, then yeah. you're going to fail. I, I feel like, yeah. Or so, me personally. Yeah. No, you. I mean, I really, I, I think, I mean, there are people that can go cold Turkey, but I don't know that that's highly successful yeah. all the time. So it's just it's one of those things where me. you just kind of build up. And so like, my thing was like, let's just start with like a walk. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is transitioned into, okay, well, let's just eat a little better today. Let's do this. Let's go and work out, you know, but that is my thing. I also feel like it's really important to, find something that you love to do that doesn't have anything to do with like your job or your, like your relationship or anything like that, you right. know, so something creative um, and we're creative people. So that may be harder for people that are like more logical, um, but finding it like a weird outlet. Like, um, I mean, I was an artist in, in college. That was my major. So I haven't drawn in a really long time. I know. Um, so it's been a hot minute for that. Mine's but like pictures. And yeah. So yeah, she does like photography, pictures. which she's, you know, was great at that. So, just finding a creative outlet, I think, is super important as well. Um, yeah, I like pick my guitar back up, and I'm starting to play that every once in a while. Um, so, like, that is helpful too. So, um, yeah, any other like little tips that you used? Um, going outside, huge. Counting, yeah. Puzzles. Those are my biggest. Yeah, and I would like. I never thought about the puzzle thing and like she sent me the app of this this game and like it frustrates the, the hell out oh, of me oh gosh it makes you so mad it does irritate you but like you forget you, that you forget you're that freaking you're out and, yeah. like, and so there's a lot of those like brain teaser like logical games that are like those apps you can find those um and have them on your phone and do that um i would also say that um i carry um well, it's like my organizer but it also has like a journal in it and so i'll have like a brain dump every once mm-hmm. in a while um 
I'm really big on brain dumping and getting everything like out, but also like <laughs> in the same jumble of that is like things that I need to do. Because I'm very big at like kind of lists, and I know you are too, like lists and oh things. And like, I love checking shit off she lists. She does. Like, so I just hit my nose again. I, make, I make them so that I can check them. Right, right. So um, I do that too. So like, if you are big on like needing that sense of like accomplishment, like make and they can be the littlest things on your list. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like it, like get up, toss <laughs> it out. I know. I'm uh, like. You know? It I'm like, be, check my bank statement. But it could be anything. <laughs> but I will tell you, like, that is a huge strategy of feeling accomplished. And it also knows, you know, you tell yourself when that's done, that's one more stressor that's not on your plate. Um, so I do feel like definitely uh, a lot of people say journaling, journaling. And that's a big strategy in therapy is to journal things. Mm-hmm. I just like to brain dump. Like, I don't want to sit here and tell you how I feel about one situation. Um, yeah. I'm just like, everything's going to come out. If there's lists on there or things that I need to do, I leave it and then I scratch it off. And that's a huge sense of relief for me. I write a lot. I haven't done it in a long time. It's generally whenever I'm like super stressed or uh, anxiety, like where, where I'm and I'm not talking about it. Right. So whenever you don't talk about whatever's bothering you, like clearly it's going to just build up and build up until like you can't handle it yeah so i do that where i write and whenever you write for this purpose of anxiety and like getting it all out yeah you cannot filter yourself no because most people will filter that still because they want it to like be grammatically correct or whatever Mm -hmm. and i don't know like i would read one of mine here sometime or whatever but it's literally like are you fucking kidding me Dre? like i literally talk to myself and then and then Five seconds later, I'm talking to the person I'm upset with or yeah. whatever. Like, and it doesn't matter because you're mm-hmm. never going back for this. No. You're never going back to read it again. No. And a lot of people write it, wad it up, throw away. Yeah. It's oh. just to get it out. But it has to be whatever comes to your mind at that moment. If it's cuss words, if it doesn't make sense, if it's not grammatically correct, yeah. it, whatever. Like, you just have to throw it all down. Throw it away if you want to or mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, don't go. Don't make it to where it's your writing. Right. And you're going back and checking. And yeah. Like, oh, that's, and like you're that's like, central. oh, good. I've, I've used the word literally too many times. Right. And so, you know, nothing like that. Like it's got to be what's in here on the paper, the end, and now it's out. Absolutely. That is an awesome, awesome strategy. Yeah. So guys, any of those things, that's kind of what we do. Um, we hope that that is helpful for you. I mean, I'm sure we can come up with a lot more tips as well. Um, and we can probably hit another episode with that. Um, but with that being said, I am Hope Adams. And I'm Dre Valentine. She's just so smart today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we are Panic for Punchline, and we will see you later. (laughs) 